are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I am doing well, Jeff, and uh, and I'm excited uh, to be chatting with our guest today. Um, you know, because, it, well, we're going to be uh, at the Manufactured Summit in uh, Chicago coming up in September. That's right. And um, it's 16th through 18th, and uh, it's a great... Frankly, it's a great excuse for us to get back in Chicago. We I love a Chicago. Good, good excuse uh, uh, to see everything that that city has to offer and, frankly, to eat a bit of steak. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not get into the uh, Chicago deep dish versus New York uh, pizza debate, however, in this podcast. I don't think may... we should. No, it, no. Um, it's uh, dicey territory at best. Um, uh, so... Without further ado, why don't we uh, get uh, today's guest introduced and we can kind of unpack this a bit further. Absolutely. So our guest today is Stephen Gold. Stephen is the president and CEO of Maypie, which is the Manufacturers Alliance for Productivity and Innovation and the organization that is putting on the Manufactured Summit that you were just mentioning. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Stephen. Uh, great to be with you, gentlemen. Thank you. Stephen, uh, most welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Um, I wonder if you might um, just uh, give us a bit more of a fulsome introduction to to you and your role and and just the organization briefly. Sure. And if you're interested in my opinion on New York or Chicago style pizza, I'm going to, I'll provide that to you as well. So um, Maypie is, uh, you know, Manufacturers Alliance for Productivity and Innovation, uh, Maypie. Um, it's, It's a manufacturing leadership network. It's been around for about 86 years now. Uh, it's a, a membership group, uh, several thousand senior level manufacturing executives. They work in a variety of executive functions in manufacturing, from finance to operations to business strategy. Uh, we have some a, a number of them in legal and risk management. Uh, and they, they belong to MAPI because of the um, peer benchmarking and uh, networking and uh, the thought leadership that they get out of it. It helps them. Uh, in terms of their their jobs, helps them in terms of their careers. We basically we like to say we help manufacturing leaders make smart decisions, uh, and um, and and it's a very loyal following. I'll say that they, we've had some members who have been around for for fifteen twenty years. So uh, it's it's a it's a good group to belong to. <laughs> That's fantastic. It, uh, thank you for that introduction. It, um... We're we're really pleased to be associated with it here, um, and um, as a media partner for the upcoming summit, it's just a, I think it's an exciting crowd to be a part of, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the folks that are in the room. Um, let's uh, chat just briefly though about that pizza question. So yeah. Chicago or New York? What do you say? You know, I love them both. I got to tell you something. I have uh, friends in both cities. It just depends. Do you want them thin? And, you know, lots of cheese, or do you want that deep dish kind of hearty? Uh, and so it depends. When I'm, you know, I'm in Chicago, I do not eat New York style pizza. And when I'm in New York, I do not eat Chicago style pizza. So, <laughs> man, that is a political answer. I mean, it's just basically <laughs> a when in Rome, is what you've said. So that's fine. I, I think. Uh, I think we'll let you away with that. I mean, considering you probably have members in both cities, that uh, yeah. we don't want to put you on the wrong side of that. Um, <laughs> Stephen, uh, talk to us about the the vision for uh, the Manufactured Summit and what you're trying to accomplish with the event. I know um, uh, it, it's being held in a, a really interesting location, 
and I am kind of excited by the the kind of uh, uh, collision of ideas that you're trying to bring together there. No, thanks. Yeah, we're we're excited too. And and you're right. The location is new for us. Morgan Manufacturing, um, the former Morgan Manufacturing facility. It's being used for events now. It's in a great part of town, the West Loop, across the street from Google, and just a very exciting part of town. Um, so this is our annual thought leadership conference. Right, we we've done this for seven years now. Uh, and you know, the, it attracts a wide mix of manufacturing executives to it. Um, it's it's basically we see it as a chance for those executives, uh, top executives in manufacturing, just to get a better understanding of the overarching challenges and the opportunities that the sector is facing, and and also how it relates to their own jobs and their careers. Um, uh, we've got a lot of marketing folks and sales folks. We've got a lot of operations folks. Get some finance folks, <laughs> people in purchasing logistics. A really good mix. And and we started it seven years ago because we thought this is, you know, these are senior level leaders uh, and and uh, and uh, mid level leaders who really need to be with others, uh, other executives who are struggling with the same challenges because it's a, you know, rapidly evolving. Uh, marketplace for 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 industrial manufacturers and other manufacturers. So, so uh, in terms of this year's summit, you know, over the past years we've based the theme on digital transformation, uh, and especially uh, the transformation that's occurring in manufacturing. And I'm not just talking about automation and robotics. I'm talking about you know the impact of artificial intelligence on the future of the manufacturing workforce. We're talking about you know the challenges of integrating information technology and operating operating technology, and you know obviously what is on everybody's mind: the growing risk of of cyber um, security uh, to uh, to manufacturers and to others, for that matter. Uh, and also, you know, the, it, what we've heard over the last at least five years, you know, is the dramatic effect that smart factories and smart supply chains are going to have on productivity and business models. So. It's it's a combination of a broad view into digital transformation, but also a deep dive into some of the most pressing topics related to digital transformation. So that's our that's our objective in in the summit is really just to introduce the concepts and allow people to walk away with a great deal more knowledge about some really pressing issues facing manufacturers today. And Stephen, that's really why I was excited to have you on uh, today's show, um, because I, I, I mean, we talk, uh, obviously, the show is for manufacturing marketers, and um, and we talk almost exclusively about digital transformation therein uh, within the marketing and sales apparatus. But I think it's, um, it's uh, healthy and worthwhile for our listeners to be able to place that uh, uh, digital transformation that's happening on the marketing and sales side within a broader dialogue of transformation within the enterprise. And I, I, I guess I, I know in speaking with uh, marketers, I, I think they, they sometimes feel like they're on a bit of an island as they're having this conversation. And it's interesting because it's, it's not that at all. So I wonder um, if, if let's discuss kind of digital transformation kind of writ large, if you will, and you know, as you look at your members and manufacturing in the U.S. more broadly, I mean, you just mentioned, I mean, you kind of defined a number of areas of, of, of where the opportunity of digital transformation, I suppose it's a bit of a double hinge, both the opportunity and the challenge. Mm -hmm. So 
are those really the buckets, AI and its impact on workforce, Infotech meeting up with operation technology, risk, and then the smart factory? I mean, is that really where how you would break it down? No, I mean, it's a, it's much, much broader than that. I mean, and, and it, when I define it, I'm, I define it in terms of um, – I mean, there are a lot of terms that, that people use. You've, you've heard, you hear about the industrial internet of things and industry 4.0, which is, you know, more out of Europe and, uh, you know, smart factories and as I say, artificial intelligence. So it's just like, you know, I was saying, but um, to me, it's much broader. It's, it's really digital transformation. It's just the, it's the integration of digital technology into the entire manufacturing value chain, right? The supply chain, production, the distribution chain, that includes automation, sensors, control, software platforms. Uh, it's the use of data um, related to those. So it's uh, it's really much broader than simply kind of the buckets that I was mentioning. I, I mentioned those because because we are going to be focusing on a great deal of that at the conference. Um, let me um, in in terms of the opportunity that digital transformation provides for manufacturers, you know, um, let me, I, I have two perspectives. One's kind of a general perspective and one's a business perspective. Um, the general perspective, and you, you know, you've already kind of alluded to this and it's something that lots of people talk about, you know, digital transformation has the potential to transform every single facet of manufacturing, you know, from how products are designed and fabricated, how they're assembled, how factories and supply chains operate uh, and and what's interesting, and we'll talk. We can talk about this in a, a little later. Uh, but it's you know how products are sold and how they're serviced afterwards. Completely new um, aspect to manufacturing. That's the general perspective. I also have a business perspective on it, which is is you know digital transformation is going to increase individual companies' productivity. It's going to increase their time to market. Um, it's going to help business leader make informed decisions. It's already doing that in terms of the data um, uh, that it's providing. Uh, and it's definitely going to alter the nature of the company's workforce. Um, you know, for marketers, uh, I think it's going to mean real-time access and better data analytics and better customer service, uh, at least potentially. And for people in operations, um, definitely going to, it leads to better connectivity, better data, less downtime, more safety. Um, and, uh, you know, I, again, by the way, I, I mentioned earlier, two minutes ago, you know, it's altering how products are sold and, and serviced for manufacturers. And, and this is the reason I wanted to mention is this is altering um, our business models, the business models that you see in manufacturing, you're going to see more and more B2B manufacturers exploring how they can use sensors and data analytics to service their products after sale, which of course creates a completely new higher value customer relationship. And those are issues that we're going to be touching on at the conference. We're going to have Deloitte um, uh, just talking about the value capture in the smart factory. It's a study that Deloitte has done with us uh, and we're going to be presenting the findings there. And we'll also have Microsoft at the conference talking about AI's role in accelerating digital transformation. So uh, to me, that's, um, you know, as you said, writ large, that's what digital transformation, in my view, really means to manufacturing. And I think when you mentioned that the business model fundamentally getting disrupted in almost every kind of aspect of it, 
you know, in some ways summarizes what has to be the biggest challenge facing manufacturers as I look at this. I mean, um, it really is calling upon an entirely new way of thinking, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's um, I see um, several significant challenges, uh, and one of them is does have to do with the business model. I I I think um, it's you know, there's manufacturing has a very complex business model. Um, the infrastructure around manufacturing is more complex than say finance or real estate or construction uh, sectors. Uh, and, and, and we've talked about this in the past. It's um, investment life cycles in manufacturing are, are very long. You, you just, you can't do a complete capital replacement overnight, right? So that means the only true smart factories, talking about that aspect of digital transformation um, that we're going to see in the next couple of years. And when I say a, a, a true smart factory, I mean the ones that have a complete cyber physical integration those are going to be started from you know they'll be started from scratch they're called greenfield you're only going to see a few of those um because really that the the brown what they call the brownfield or existing facilities they're going to have a much slower pace because of the cost of replacing mm. the equipment um and and then i mentioned at the start there's the the you know in terms of the purpose of the conference there's the challenge of integrating information technology and operating technology it and ot you know, they have one of the things that we found when we talked to our members is uh, about this, because this is why manufacturing, I think, is more complex uh, in the terms of his business model, um, is that they have different priorities. And if you're in IT, your priorities are confidentiality and integrity and availability. But if you're in OT, operating technology, it's the exact opposite. Your priorities are availability, integrity, and confidentiality. And what does that mean? It means if you're in IT, you can do a fix really quickly. You know, think of your smartphone, right? You, you, you simply reboot the device, a patch is installed, and you're up and running. In manufacturing and operating in OT, you cannot simply reboot the production line. That's, uh, if it goes down, it's a really serious issue. So it is a very complex, um, a complex business model manufacturing. I think is gonna, it's a, a harder push uphill to get to digital transformation. If you have time, I have two, uh, I have at least one other, uh, but two other issues, challenges I think are facing uh, manufacturers in this, and that's the workforce skills gap and the cyber risks. I think that's a really fascinating side of things. The the workforce and how that plays off of the digitalization and, and integration of new technologies and sensors, at least on the shop floor, I, I think, and the, the kinds of higher, um, functioning jobs that are required, you know, that are more technologically yeah. enabled than, than simply shuttling um, pieces of gear from one side of the factory floor to the other. Um, you know, that that's that's going to be massive. It is. And we're going to actually, the, you know, you, how could we have a digital transformation conference without, without addressing that, right? And we have a couple of sessions at the conference. One is um, we, we have done some new research uh, in conjunction with another think tank uh, about artificial intelligence's impact on the future manufacturing workforce. So we're going to be talking about that at a session. Uh, but we're also going to um, be have the dean of the Purdue Polytechnic Institute talking uh, there as well. Uh, the essence of the challenge, and you just nailed it, it's there aren't enough students with STEM education or, or, or people with STEM education selecting manufacturing as a career. 
um, you know, it and 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 you know that digital trans technologies there, it runs the gamut in terms of skill sets needed. Uh, but but if you are, you know, science, technology, engineering, math, if you're good at those, chances are you're going to be very good at 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 what manufacturers need in in uh, terms of digital skills. Um, and and one of the solutions, by the way, and and this is why we have the dean of Purdue Polytechnic Institute coming in, is that. One of the solutions is simply for manufacturers to work more closely with high schools and community colleges and, and trade schools. Um, we need them to develop uh, a more relevant digital skills in their students. Uh, and, and then we need those students to select manufacturing as a uh, as as a as a sector uh, to to go into for a career. Uh, you know, they they tend these kids who are coming out today, they don't know much about manufacturing. They know a lot about Google and Amazon um, and Silicon Valley, but but realistically, there are lots of middle class jobs available in manufacturing. But we, but again, we need the ones who, we need more and more um, uh, uh, employees who have those that digital skill set. The Cooler Ring is proud to be a media sponsor of the 2019 Manufacturer Ed Summit Conference, which is being held September 16th to 18th in Chicago, Illinois. Carmen and I will be live on site recording interviews for future episodes of The Cooler Ring. You can save $200 now with the discount code COOLERPARTNERS200 at ManufactureEdSummit.com. That's ManufactureEdSummit.com. It's so fascinating to me, too, that uh, quite candidly, this this hinge of the of the discussion and the debate is just largely absent in the political uh, arena around this. I mean, yeah. all the political conversation is about how these poor starving factory workers will never get back their their jobs again. And the reality is, you know, the unemployment rates dramatically low in many uh, manufacturing intense areas of the country. And they just can't find people with the right skill set. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, everybody in manufacturing knows that, uh, and 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 nobody outside of manufacturing in the political world seems to want to talk about it realistically. No, and, and you you know you, Stephen, you were just talking about you know the education of of new students going into STEM based programs and kind of hopefully trying to bring some of those people to the manufacturing sector. But I mean, the, you know the the current workforce is is what we're probably really need to be concerned about. I mean, obviously, next generation is going to be very important, but that feels like a task that can be, you know, through through appropriate marketing and, and things like that can be uh, can be managed. But, uh, you know, migrating existing workforce to uh, a higher technology seems to me like a, a much greater challenge. It, it is, although, uh, you know, if you think about anybody who has um, entered the workforce in the last 15 years, and so that gives you a group of millennials, it gives you some, you know, maybe last 20 years, it gives you some Gen Xers. You, they have technology skills, essential ones, uh, you know, because they've been working on computers and they've been, and, uh, and, uh, you know, smartphones and such for, so they're, the, the, the good news is the, the foundation in technological knowledge or is is being raised that you know uh, as the years go by more and more people have a, an essential knowledge of of technology and how it used it's the question is how do you train people up to work in a manufacturing facility and 
this is again, this is where manufacturers have to coordinate their efforts with institutions of, of learning because the manufacturers are the ones who have to help with the training. You can't just expect these kids or anybody, um, even if you're in the workforce, to to, to learn it on their own. So there's there's a, a big role for manufacturers to play as well as as the schools. Needless to say. And can I say to our listeners, it's a really great role for marketing uh, to play in, in, in this. Um, anyway, I think of a, a recent episode that we recorded with Greg Pelese, um from Klein Tools, where um, uh, he talked about an initiative that, initiative that they're doing to uh, try to get more people into the trades, as an example. Uh, it, not only is it what's needed, uh, for the manufacturers, but it's also it's a it's a great message for the marketers to be carrying and to be to, you know to be a part of creating that solution. Mm-hmm. I think they can really add a lot of value there, and they don't always think about it. Positively, no. There's this. In fact, it's um, I think it's essential <laughs> to get to get uh, that aspect of of of, uh, uh, of the manufacturing sector, especially uh, to to in terms of promoting uh, the the benefits of working in a manufacturing career. Exactly right. As we, uh, I know we chatted before the show um, in the lead up to today's uh, recording and um, I'd, uh, I'd kind of suggested that maybe um, uh, marketing and sales transformation was a bit of the uh, uh, ugly stepsister and gets uh, passed over in favor of uh, um, uh, bigger investments uh, that are more related to the actual manufacturer or product. And I loved at that time that you completely disagreed with me. Uh, and and really, you chose to frame uh, the marketing department and others in the enterprise as really being brothers in arms in this transformation. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that because, um, look, I, I think the reason why I think marketing, may, when we talked earlier, may have an easier go of it is because of what I just went through, the uphill climb that operations has to even understand what digital transformation means, right? Um, at the same time, you know, the digital imperative in marketing and, and, and sales both is probably greater than that on the operation side. Um, you, you have a, uh, a a far more advanced state of digital communications uh, in our society than you do of digital operations, so to speak. The, I think marketers, mm. Uh, are they're on the cutting edge of the change because um, uh, it's um, it's the same change that's affecting the news industry and all of the communications industries. Uh, in a sense, the way I see it, you know, it's like marketing and sales are already swimming in the ocean because of the technologies that are already available. While the you know the operations colleagues are <laughs> just starting to dip their feet in the water, uh, and so that's why I said um, that's why I believe that the they're, uh, it may be easier for them. They're brothers in arms. It may be easier for them because they understand what's going on uh, in terms of digital transformation a lot more, I think, than their ops colleagues are. Um, with, but with that in mind, I do, I do see a, a, there's a great deal of opportunity in marketing and sales. I, I, I mentioned a little earlier, I, um, I, I think in sales, um, you know, digital transformation offers the capability of accessing more information, right? Analyzing it faster, uh, tremendous advantage when it comes to understanding the voice of the customer today. Much a bigger advantage, especially over uh, what their um, predecessors, you know, 20, 30 years ago had to deal with. And in marketing, I think, uh, you know, the advent of digital marketing and social media—they've completely altered 
the terrain. Uh, it, it's it's helping manufacturers reach new audiences. It's you know really lasering in on customers' interests. Um, I, I I do think the biggest challenge uh, in the case of marketers is simply the competition for eyeballs and the challenge of continually trying to keep up with the best social media tools that to reach customers. It's it's a it's a kind of a wild west out there for for them. Uh, so that's, but that's what I meant in terms of my, uh, our conversation earlier. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Uh, that context. I really, uh, I'm, I, you know, it leaves me wanting uh, to hear a story of uh, a manufacturing marketer who actually is leading the digital transformation of the enterprise more broadly, all, all, almost through the lens of maybe marketing and sales transformation has seen it first, but yeah. uh, maybe that's just me wanting to <laughs> play on the marketing team. You know? um, this is I, what I like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wonder um, if you had to pick an example of a manufacturer that is really taking a thorough approach to digital transformation and doing it well, uh, kind of a case study example to point our listeners to. Who would, just, who would you point to? So it's interesting you mentioned the New York versus Chicago style pizza because it's a it's a kind of a you got to be a little careful when you're uh, when you're mentioning uh, when you're mentioning one company over another because a lot of these guys are are are, are doing a lot. I, I mentioned at the outset, you know, this is a digital transformation is a very broad term. It means a lot of different things. So if somebody were doing really well in AI and somebody were doing really well in automation, you know, they'd still both be doing well, but uh, how do you determine who's doing better? Um, but that's. I think you can completely blame me for the specificity <laughs> of this question. So uh, I'll, here's the deal. I, I think um, there are a lot of men. A lot of our members are making advances in this area. You know, and a lot of companies. GE is probably the best known company, but you know, you got Siemens. They're a sponsor of manufactured. Um, the summit. Uh, Siemens is and Rockwell Automation. Both of them. Um, their automation solutions for the shop floor are considered among uh, the most cutting edge uh, in terms of creating a smart factory. You know, Stanley Black & Decker has an advanced manufacturing center of excellence. They're doing um, a, a really cool things with generative design. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and then J John Deere and Caterpillar, you know, talking about changing business models, their business models are changing pretty quickly. They're, um, they're using sensors, now in their equipment for predictive maintenance for their customers. So they're actually able to keep track of the product long after it's left the shop floor, long after it's left the um, sales floor and, and be able, and they're able to work with customers to say, well, this is what's going wrong. And, and this is what is, this is the piece that's um, warning out and such. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, frankly, it's a good segue into the, this Deloitte study that I mentioned. Um, uh, that study that we're doing that, that we're going to talk about at the um, at the conference, um, it shows that there are certain characteristics that leading companies have over others uh, in terms of uh, being that cutting edge digital uh, in cutting edge and digital transformation. And, and for the purposes of the study, we call them trailblazers. These are companies like you know Cat and Deer and such. Um, they're unambiguous. The, the, one of the key qualities for all these companies is they're unambiguously all in, you know, when it comes to transforming their businesses. They, these are guys who have, um, they, 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 everybody in the enterprise knows that they're committed to digitalization. Uh, you know, so what I mean by that is they're not just doing pilots or trials. They're actually um, over, in some ways, over investing in 
in smart manufacturing. Um, I, I, the, the research we've done that we're going to talk about at the conference, it's like 50% of their global factory spent is going into digital transformation. I think it was, uh, you know, I think this is about the only time I'll have in the history of this podcast to use this quote. I think it was uh, Andre Guild uh, who said, uh, one cannot discover uh, new lands without consenting to lose sight of the shore for a very long ah, time. That you exa- exactly. Like, That's great. That, that notion that you have to, yeah. you have to be all in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, There's no half measures. Here. No, and people always want. Oh, I'm going to dip my toe in the water. And we're going to see, and we're going to dip, and we're going to see. Yeah. Well, the definition of something new is it hasn't been done before. Yeah. If you're going to really get to a place new and innovative, you've got to be willing to go a little bit on your own. No, that's good. A- exactly, and 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 that includes, by the way, investing in people too. Right. You're you're you, you've got to be able to invest and develop the talent to fuel all this because if you're going to create kind of a new digitally transformed value chain and manufacturing you got to have the we talked about it you got to have the people who can actually drive it so Stephen, i appreciate you teeing up the deloitte study because i think we're going to uh if if we're successful here um there's a good chance we're going to uh be chatting with the deloitte lead on that study excellent uh on a future episode of the podcast so our listeners can tune in and uh uh, get some insight into uh, into those findings. So really looking forward to that. Um, I wonder, uh, as we kind of uh, looking at the clock here, we probably should uh, start to wind down. I wonder if you have any parting advice for marketers that are really looking to advance the case of digital transformation and really encourage their organizations, as you say, to be all in. Um, uh, how do they maybe uh, place the what they're trying to do within the broader context? How do they get support for what they're trying to do? Yeah, well, uh, you know, aside from attending our conference, um, they they have to stay. I think uh, marketing execs are ha- they have to stay on top of the of the changes that are occurring, uh, and and understand exactly what's going on in their companies, and in their subsectors, uh, because different manufacturers have different approaches and different momentum. Uh, in, in terms of the digital transformation, it's my parting advice, if that's what you want. It's a revolution in the making, and uh, they need to understand it's um, that it's going to take a while, but eventually every manufacturer is going to have to dive into the ocean, as you just said. And so uh, I think um, marketers are going to play a, a, a large role in the transition and in terms of explaining how we're transforming. And um so, you know, to me, they need to do what they can to understand where the company stands and where it's going uh, in the race for digital relevance. It uh, And it is a race. Uh, it's funny. I think uh, I know that a lot of manufacturers, they do feel like they're behind uh, before they even get started on this. So um, I really thank you for uh, bringing it into some level of context. And uh, I look forward to chatting in person here in just a few. You weeks, betcha. Uh, and maybe eating some Chicago deep dish pizza. <laughs> potentially, potentially. I, now we have to get your reco on the uh, your favorite uh, Chicago deeper. So somebody, somebody within Maypie has to have that reco. They, they, yes, but you know what? That's brand placement, and I haven't been paid the money to uh, to play. So we'll do it offline. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I like how you think, sir. <clears throat> Thanks again, Stephen. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. You bet. You thank you both. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.